by Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching ships roll in And I'll watch them roll away I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to one more episode of What's in Your Wheelhouse on Muskoka Magazine. We are here talking with distinct local artisans and artists about their crafts, hobbies, and passions. We are also being educated about how they evolved into who they are today. We have an abundance of talent here in Muskoka. Today we will share one such account with you. My name is Bart and I'm here with my co-captains Heather and JP from the shipyards. Say hello guys. Hi, Hi. everyone. How are you guys doing? Excellent today. Good. Yeah. It's sweater weather already. Yeah, sweater weather. <laughs> Getting let's, cooler. Let's hope it stays that way for a bit at least. I just want to remind everyone, this broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's Satellite Studio at the wonderful Sada City Brewery in Gravenhurst. I always want to say live, but we are recorded. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest for today, Emily Hunter from Muskoka Repurposed. She is a fresh addition to the shipyards family. She crafts repurposed silverware into beautiful pieces of wearable jewelry. I own one of the rings that I call a piece of art. Let's find out more about her. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Ex Excellent. So right out of the dock, we would like to ask you our first question. What's in your wheelhouse? So, um, what is in my wheelhouse? Well, I've always been a bit of a... It's hard for me to say artist, but I suppose that's what I am, um, and a crafter, and I've been a teacher. This would have been my 18th year teaching, um, and I have always tried to look around me and see things that I could repurpose, which drives my husband bonkers because I hold on to everything. I'm like, I can use that. I can use that. Um, I, I know somebody like that. <laughs> Not naming names. <laughs> um, I started doing, um, uh, taking repurposed wood and instead of it being thrown into the landfill or burning and I would make uh, wooden signs and different things out of wood. But to make that into a business, I thought that would be hard to do, hard to ship, heavy, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to sort of think of what I could do that was a smaller scale. Um, I have made different kinds of art my entire life. I've painted and sculpted and drawn and done all sorts of things, but I've never actually sold any of my artwork. I've been an art teacher. I've done all sorts of different things. Um, but until two years ago, I never made a penny off of anything that I made. Uh, I would give it as gifts and people would be in awe and amazed. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is just a simple little painting. But um, it wasn't until about two years ago that I started to think about what I could do outside of teaching. Um, I guess that was sort of right during the pandemic as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of people shifted their viewpoints on things. And my brother who owns Greenish, he did a subscription box, which is a sustainability company. And he made little boxes of things that were repurposed or that had sustainability. And he said, if I could 
make something that was small that would fit into these subscription boxes, mm-hmm. he would include it in one. And then that's sort of where I went from making wood things into something smaller. And I took some silverware that my mom gave me and <laughs> cut it and bent it and made some Christmas ornaments that he included in the subscription boxes. And that's sort of where it took off from there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you just brought down uh, some of those little ornament ideas the other day. Uh, they're pretty pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, and every year I try to do something, a different kind of ornament. So the first year I would just take the handles of the forks and spoons, and I added um, little pieces of repurposed jewelry. So I didn't buy any of the beads or anything like that. They were from uh, different jewelry pieces that I had and I or found at secondhand stores, and I repurposed the beads into something different. Um, I try to use as many things that have already been invented or have been around and used in another way and reuse and recycle it and upcycle it into something different. And so every Christmas or every holiday season, I try to come up with a different ornament. So the first one was the handles. And then the next one, I used the spoon bowls and I would hand stamp different sayings into them. And then this year's little reindeer and I made little reindeer. For yeah, they're them. really cute. So the next year I have an idea of how do I'm going to make little Christmas trees out of little scraps that I have. So every year I try to think of something different to make and invent. Well, and it's awesome because then people can start collecting them because they know that yes. something different is coming out. Could make a set out of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Butter knife, a spoon, and a fork. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but that's just not all that you do. Like, I mean, um, as far as using recycling the silverware, you have um, expanded into quite a few different things. Some of them are hand stamped. You said, yeah. So um, I make uh, sometimes when I go to crafts shows, they sort of put me in this little box of that I am a jeweler Mm. and I just make jewelry but I make way more than that so I make the rings and the bracelets and the earrings and the necklaces all from different parts of the forks and spoons mostly for those Um, but I also make different little charcuterie board things so Mm -hmm. cheese markers that has the different cheese names and the forks and I do spreader knives and little Caesar drink skewers which are quite popular and uh, bookmarks and keychains and sort of a whole range of things it's not just the jewelry out of it and out of the so I've been doing this for about two years now almost to the date um, and out of the two years the scrap that I have sort of just fits into a little tiny little cup because I really try to make sure that I'm using every single yeah. scrap mm-hmm. and every single piece into something and eventually I'll probably take that scrap and melt it down and make something else out of it but I'm not quite there yet <laughs> nothing's wasted no, no. Everything is really repurposed. Yeah, and even like the packaging that things come in. So like I gather the little strings that things come in for the, my little tags and then I'm going to make little beards out of, out of it for the Santa beard. So I'm going to make mm-hmm. for Christmas ornaments and I use it for packaging. Um, even like the little wire that comes in things, that's what I use to attach the bookmarks to the cards. Uh-huh. Like I really try to use recycled material and really try. I've been, my husband, it's drives him bonkers. <laughs> but I would, um, like for our wedding, we had a very environmentally friendly wedding um the our gifts for people were little trees like that was their takeaway so they would oh, they all they all took away the little tree and planted it um we i made our own paper so anything that we needed paper for i had handmade paper wow. from the scraps as a teacher you would always have the whole punch scraps and different things so i made paper with that had seeds in it so at the end of the wedding i planted all of the paper and wildflowers grew um we picked our own wildflowers the day of our wedding like i really i've always been like this trying to yeah. repurpose cycle and try to use every little piece instead of having things go to waste because 
I just think that there's, I always look at, again, I always look at a thing. I'm like, ah, oh, don't get rid of that. I'm going to use that. For something. <laughs> well, on our landfill sites, um, you know, are, are overflowing with things that, you know, for, for some of it at least could be recycled. And you're right. I think the pandemic really changed people's uh, views on um, certain ways of life and the way that they could do things. We've, I think we've noticed a difference in our consumers they are being attracted to, you know, upcycling, yeah. recycling, um, looking for alternative ways rather than just, uh, you know, toss it in a bag and send yeah. it exactly. Away. And so, this is something yeah. that I, I there's sort of two ends of the the size of of what people think about me taking these antique and vintage mm-hmm. things. Um, some especially older people may feel that I am destroying them, mm. but the huge majority of people look at it and be like, oh. That's such a better use for it than just yes. be stuck in a drawer, drawer somewhere. Yeah. Um, somebody told me at a show that I was just at at the Ballad Cranberry Festival, they were like, I actually found a whole set at the dump. I'm like, <laughs> pardon? Like, people are actually throwing it out. Or um, I know that there's a lot of people that will scrap their silverware at the scrapyard to get money out of it that way. Yes. So instead of it just being, like, literally thrown out or stuck at the back of a drawer somewhere, especially I find in um, our generation – Using silver, silverware isn't as important as it was mm-hmm. to my parents and to their That's parents. True. And so when my mom's like, well, you're going to have this. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. So what a lot of families are doing now is they'll bring me the set that was grandma's. And then I will take their family silverware set and I will make something for everyone in the family. That's so nice. they'll take the, so that maybe everyone will get a holiday ornament and there's like a little crystal in it so they can hang it in the window. And it then becomes a sun catcher or maybe everyone gets a keychain or all you know earrings or whatever it may be so then instead of it just literally being stuck in the back of a cupboard Mm -hmm. somewhere then they have a little piece of grandma with them everywhere they go that's true so i think that that's something that is important and then instead of it again being stuck somewhere and lost they get to enjoy grandma every day yeah, yeah, that's excellent, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a great idea. Commissionable pieces, too, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. People will and that's sometimes it's my favorite part, but also the scariest part is using their silverware. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, I'll be waiting for my surprise gift then. <laughs> well, we have to take a quick break. We've been talking to Emily Hunter from Muskoka Repurposed. I'm Bart with JP and Heather. You're listening to What's in Your Wheelhouse. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Watching ships roll in, and I'll watch them roll away. I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Welcome back to What's in Your Wheelhouse. I'm Bart with Heather and JP by my side, and we're speaking with Emily Hunter from Muskoka Repurposed. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) So, okay, so we um, touched a little bit on who you are as an artist but you um are just looking at doing this full time now 
but you have some back- background where you've done other stuff. You yeah. had a different career. Yeah, it's almost like I'm in a whole other life right now. Um, so this is actually my first year in about 18 or 19 years that I'm not teaching, mm. um, other than obviously being off for maternity leave. But uh, yeah, it's been an interesting fall. Um, I feel like a whole other person. Um, we decided to sort of shift gears, um, I guess, in the spring of last year, we were trying to reevaluate of what is most important. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people sort of reevaluated things over COVID. Yes. Um, and for us, we had some, you know, some life changes that happened in the winter and spring, and it kind of made us think about what is most important. And I had been doing Muskoka Repurposed uh, as a little side business while teaching full time. I have two kids that are about a year and a half apart, and both were very active. My daughter plays hockey. My son is on a competitive climbing team. And then, of course, my husband is busy with his things and working and doing different things. So I felt really pulled Um, in four of those main areas, I felt like I was being pulled as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, and as a business owner. And I knew that I wasn't doing well at all of them and something needed to give. And I knew that I couldn't give up being a mom and a wife because I love my family. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to be a better mom and a better wife. Um, And I knew that it had to be either my business or teaching. And I felt like I needed to give the business a chance before I gave that up. Um, And so we decided that when we moved to Muskoka, which was about seven years ago now, I gave up a full-time permanent teacher gig uh, of 12 or 13 years. And um, when you switch boards, you have to start at the bottom. So I volunteered in a high school Mm -hmm. and then I got onto the supply list and I supplied all the time and then I got LTOs and then I was a full-time teacher. So I'm not a permanent teacher. So I had the luxury of not having to take a leave or retire or anything. Mm -hmm. I just decided not to apply to anything this year. So we kind of made that choice sort of at the end of the school year. We were going to see what this business could do for us as a mm-hmm. family and to see if we could make it go. Um, I still can go and supply teach if I can. I haven't really had much time because I've been <laughs> so busy with the business. I've been meeting customers to do custom orders and just getting things going with my online things and getting things set up at the shipyards and really trying to balance it all. I have only been able to go into supply teach once and I can't imagine having my business grow and do the art and create and do the things I love to do while being a teacher. And I knew that I wouldn't have been a great teacher or a great mom or a great wife if I tried to balance all four things. That's so true. that sort of, we made that choice to sort of one of the four had to drop and we made that choice that it was going to be being a teacher. There's a lot of things I miss about it. I miss mm. my colleagues. I miss the students. I miss the connections I meet. I miss talking to people because sometimes I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me alone in my studio. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been it's been life-changing. Um, my kids have said, you know, Mom, you're yelling less. And my husband seems happier. My kids seem happier. So, And it's been really fun to get up in the morning and to do something I love all day long. It's great that I get to be home when my kids are sick. Mm-hmm. I don't have to send them to school while being <laughs> sick. I don't have to spend hours writing supply plans to be home with them. Um, I can just be home and be there and create and do the things I love to do. Weeks are flying by. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's Friday versus 
when I was working outside the home, it was like, oh, this week is taking forever. Like it's, it's been really eye opening. Hopefully we can continue doing this. Obviously bank accounts are a little bit smaller, but our hearts are fuller and that's what we like to say. You're happier. Yeah. Well, that's what's amazing about, you know, following your passion and, uh, pursuing it right yeah, yeah it's been it's been and people have noticed too they're like em you seem so much happier and things seem good and so i'm hopeful that you know obviously we've just been a couple of months into this but we're hopeful that this will be able to continue and being able to grow and get into space like the shipyards and also in the annex and bracebridge and my online store is really taking off and you know being able to i ship worldwide like i just shipped something off to germany and to australia and to switzerland wow. like it's wow. really kind of cool that people all over the world are wearing my thing so it's it's been kind of going two years ago to never selling any of my artwork to now knowing that it's like global, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, people come into the shipyards all the time and they buy these your little knickknacks like your bookmarks and they take them like a lady took them to Britain. Yeah, in the summer in the like a month ago. I That's remember so saying, cool "Well, I'm taking these back yeah. to Britain, right?" Yeah, yeah they, people love to tell us when they're taking them out of the yeah. country. And right? it's it's so this is going in my suitcase and oh. it's going to Australia. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. That's so fun. And your pieces are so unique. Yeah, like, that's I've, what I like I about them. I haven't seen any, like, utensils being used <laughs> as, you know, a bookmark or jewelry. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know that I'm not the only silverware artist. Like, people are like, oh, this is, there's somebody else that does mm-hmm. it. It's like telling a painter that there's another painter. Like, yeah. I know that I'm not the only one, but I try to put my own spin on it. Yes. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, I make a ring, I just feel like I'm bending metal. So for, like, the, I do hand-cut pendants where I hand-draw each of the drawings, each of the mm-hmm. elements that are on it, and then I hand-cut that out with the jeweler saw so I try to bring in my own personal style into that instead of just sometimes feeling like you're a bit of a manufacturer a bit of a you know you're just manufacturing these yes. sort of that bulk and you sort of make it a little bit more personalized that's why I love doing the custom orders so much because then it's like oh yeah this is going to that family and this eight-year-old's going to wear this necklace and like really making it personalized so I do try to make put my own spin on things and yes. make it unique and try to find different patterns on the silverware and utilize them in a really interesting way and how can I showcase that and some some patterns work better than others mm-hmm. in a ring versus a bracelet different things like that so just trying to see what the metal will let me do and how it will allow me to bend it and to cut it and to do different things with it it's a lot of fun yeah my, I think one of my favorite pieces is the one that is for Caesars or mm. I would use it the for Caesars yeah. Yeah. the one, yeah. the one that yeah. could be a, a uh, what do you call it you could damage with. Yeah, <laughs> you could. Oh, sorry, could. I meant to say uh, you use as a weapon. Yeah, you're mad. Well, it's, it, I have some of the keychains that I've actually had university girls buy, and it, they say like one's a piece and one's rocket, and it kind of looks like a little hand, maybe giving the middle finger gesture or the yeah. sign. And um, I sometimes I keep the fork tines as they are, so they're nice and pointy, and they actually do use it as a bit of a self defense. Really? They use that instead of just using keys, they're like, oh, this is way better than having like one of those big. So yeah. it can be. Multi-purposed as well. We are not encouraging anything. <laughs> well, you got to self-defend. <laughs> Whenever I see your merchandise, it reminds me of uh, the Little Mermaid. Yes, she got people the say that all the time. They're what like, was that a diggle hopper? Yeah, diggle hopper. The diggle hopper. They say that all the time. They're like, is this for your hair? And I try to have like pictures and signs. I'm like, no, this is a Caesar skewer. You put all your little food bits on yeah. it. They're like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think there's as many. Um, different styles of silver 
because it was so huge at one point, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. That there really is like unlimited patterns for you to. Yeah, to- I'm constantly, you know, some of pretty popular ones that I started to get my hands on all the time, but there's some that I'm like, I've never seen this before. Like, what can I do with this? I just had this little, actually the spoon right here and, and it had this beautiful little handle. I'm like, what can I do with this? And those mm-hmm. one-off pieces where you don't have the whole set. It's like, what can I do with this one piece to make it something? And having different patterns and different things that come in is um is a lot of fun not having those those pieces that are black with tarnish and people have just thrown it away and then i sort of bring it back to life and see what it can come up with and some of the patterns that i've come across have been really exciting do people drop off a lot of their uh (laughs) used um stuff to you and yeah so i get my silverware from a variety of places i'm always on the hunt for at auctions and at secondhand stores um and now that people are getting to know me and who i am Mm -hmm. um they're happy to donate so I get a whole set or maybe just a handful of things. And sometimes they just want it out and they're happy to see it go to somewhere instead of just donating mm-hmm. it to a secondhand store. Um, and sometimes they, you know, I make a piece for them in, in return for that. Um, and again, sometimes it's for the whole family. But yeah, I get a lot of donations. They're just happy to see it go somewhere to be used. Um, sometimes when I buy it off, you know, Marketplace or Kijiji, I don't necessarily tell that elderly lady that I'm melting it, it down <laughs> <laughs> i just say thank you very much it's going to be loved and so move on. <laughs> well and part of um what i try to do uh, is when you bring in pieces um is figure out what it originally was like i think one was a tomato spoon mm. yes right yeah 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 so and i'm still learning what all of the different pieces are i got yelled at um online i said it was a butter knife but it was actually a fish knife and oh, people got very angry at me a in huge the comments. difference <laughs> <laughs> well let uh, us know where where we could find your work so i am now at the shipyards which i am so excited about um i'm at the shipyards um and i'm also at the annex in bracebridge which mm-hmm. is an art co-op so there's for 20 local muskoka artists and then i also have my website and my etsy store as well and what's your website it is muskokarepurpose.com amazing so make sure uh, you guys uh, visit that website and see all of emily's work yeah or drop down at the shipyards and um have a browse over some of the unique pieces. You're right on the main floor by the wheelhouse. So. I am. Yeah, yeah, or, I'm really or, excited about that. Or if you have a spoon, fork, or a knife that you don't want, <laughs> <laughs> drop it off at the cafe. Absolutely. I'm always <laughs> looking. Thank you for sharing your story with us today, Emily. Thanks for having me. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to today's episode. Join us next time for another episode of What's in Your Wheelhouse on Muskoka Magazine. If you missed us, you can listen to a recording of our podcast by going online on muskokaradio.com. We are Muskoka on the Bay, CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial. Have a good day. Oh.